is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Neitzel from ESPN Milwaukee. With me, as always, over here, that is Brian Rowitz from ESPN West Palm. And with us, as always, from ESPN 1000. I shouldn't say as always. He had a nice little vacation last week. So we, we welcome back to the show from ESPN 1000. He is Johnny. a week, boys. We have made it. We are here. I know we got SmackDown tomorrow night, but there's the Ring of Honor show that's going to be tomorrow night, SmackDown, Hall of Fame, all these other different things happening tomorrow. WWE announced the what nights the different matches are going to be, whether it's going to be we know what night what matches are going to be. My question to you, to start this, of those matches that we now officially know are happening on the WrestleMania card have the potentials? Well, when we take a look at the, the five-star potential at WrestleMania, first of all, we have to kind of rewind of all this build that we've had for WrestleMania. So let me get this straight, guys. So no Stone Cold, right. no AJ Styles. Right. Let's see, uh, no Batista Correct. to get his Hall of Fame plaque. Let's see. We don't get Rock versus Roman. We Correct. get no Orton. Okay, so we don't get that. And then from there, we get no Bray Wyatt because Brock didn't want to work with Bray until Bray <laughs> went home. Uh, and then we don't get Bobby Lashley in, in the singles or a tag team match. Otherwise, this is a great WrestleMania. Uh, Lashley gets the Andre <laughs> Battle Royal. He's a shot for that trophy. Didn't you see how excited he was? Yeah. It, it, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I just, and so for Bobby. He yes. deserves, like, how are you, if you're Triple H, how do you not on this card? Bobby has been one of those guys that has been able to carry Monday Night Raw. For the last three years, Bobby's been one of your main guys. And because the guy he was supposed to work with has he's going to be able to wrestle or not, it falls through. And now Bobby has to wrestle on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, it, that that should not be the case, bro. It's that should mm -hmm. not be the case. The idea that Bobby Lashley, who was just getting ready to match up against Bray Wyatt, now he doesn't have a dance partner. That's just very tough. I just think it's very tough, and, and I just think that they have kind of pieced this together for just once this in the ring is going to be fine. But the whole bill for this, I can't wait to see the documentary for for this because <laughs> there's a story to tell with all of this. Yeah, that's the weird thing. I mean, it's 13 total matches. Like, it is weird they don't throw the Battle Royal on, like, a pre-show anymore just to get those guys, you know, on the Mania stage. Like, SmackDown's not the same. Like, yes, it's the night before. But, like, this is the first year, to me, you look at it and you're like, do we really need two nights? Like, can't we just consolidate it, just do eight to ten matches and call it one night? Because this card and this build, you have the Bloodline storyline, you have the Mysterio storyline, and then you have some matches thrown together. I mean, like, what do you remember from the Bianca and Asuka buildup? What's your most memorable moment from that feud so far? Yeah. Anything? Uh, just, just, I, I guess Anything? probably no? the, the mouthwash coming out of Asuka's okay. mouth, the, the crest toothpaste or whatever that is. I think that's, I, I'll remember that. Hey, 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 let's show some respect for the green mist, shall we? <laughs> It's green, it's blue, it's, 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 it's aqua. 
very odd colors coming out of her mouth. I'm not sure what that is. I just, but it is true. But what do we always say on GKW? Once it's in the ring, it's, it's going to be fine. Sure. I would love to know. You know what I'd love to know, Gabe? I want to know if there's a wrestling fan that ignores Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, right, Rampage, and just are in for the pay-per-views because ultimately you might, more times than not, a wrestling fan could be disappointed with, I would say, 60% of builds for matches. That's what I wonder. Um, are there wrestling fans who's like, I'll just wait for the big event? Not wrestling fans. PLE, you know, premium live event. Um, but there's some casual, like, I've got a buddy. I've got a buddy who, who's been casually pays attention. He's not going to tune into Raw or SmackDown tomorrow night or, or any of those things. And then if, but that's like, like just for WrestleMania, right? Like, and, and that is to me such a ran, have been paying attention at least peripherally to Raw or SmackDown to do these. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you talk about, we've talked about the lack of build. Like, I think you can just drop in for a mania. You're going to get a video package and, you know, Bianca Oscar, you get a three minute video package that hypes up that match that hits the few main points that there are. I can't name any of them. And it seems like a big deal to where if you're just dropping in for mania, SummerSlam rumble, I don't think you need to watch every week, especially when there is the lack of the build. Like the build is going to give us the payoff of, Sammy winning the tag titles. But like other than that, like just watch the video package and you're caught up and then you're, you know, enjoy the six hour show this weekend. Twice. <laughs> you said twice. <laughs> you just dropped that in. Yes. But the six hour show, I mean, we, we don't have I mean, so night one we've got one, two, three, four. We have six matches on, on night two. Like I, I don't know how long WrestleMania Sunday can be dragged out with only one of those being by, by the way Brock Lesnar versus Omos which is going to be three minutes max I'm still shocked that's still on the card and that's not just you know a rib yeah uh, <laughs> well, well yeah yeah uh, well absolutely but but to answer the question directly like how many potential five-star matches that we have okay so I'll say that Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley is going to – it may steal WrestleMania, quite sure. frankly. I mean, especially on the women's side. So that would be one. I checked off Usos and Zayn and Owens. Yep. I know it's old school, but there was a time where tag team matches are so good that they would be the main event. This has been built up so so well that Zayn and Owens against Usos – when Zayn and Owens win – the 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 roof if there was a roof it would it would just blow the top off of it because yep. people want to see Sammy and Owens win they want to see the Usos it's funny we talk about Roman Reigns and when he got to take the tiles off of them no one says that about the Usos but once the championships are off of them I think that people will enjoy that that's two and of course Roman and Cody would make three all the rest of these I'm not sure if I could say five star match potential see I was able to get up to four I have those two. I don't have Roman and Cody. Like, I think it'll be a good match. And we know Cody will deliver and Roman always delivers in those big moments. I don't know if it's going to be one of those matches that you look at like, man, I can't uh, wait to watch that one again. The other two I throw in, I think the IC title, we know what it's going to be like. It's going to be a chop fest. It's going to be physical. <laughs> there are going to be red chest. Well, but that'll be a good match. It's not going to be a Meltzer five-star match match right but it's <laughs> right. going to be of hearts because yeah. they're going to be 
be some stiff shot exchange. <laughs> and I can That is true. The other one I'll throw out from my perspective, mainly because I trust the women in the match, is the six-woman match. Becky, Lita, and Trish versus Damage Control. I trust all six of those to go out there and deliver. Whether or not they get time to deliver a great match is obviously up in the air. But if they get some time to work, that could be a fun match with those six in the ring. Yeah, I, you know, I keep reading that we got to wait for this Trish turn. And it's kind of like, yeah, I'm not waiting for a Trish turn. Yeah, we don't need I don't that. Trish turn. I, I want her to have her WrestleMania payday and then go back to Toronto. That's yeah. that's what I want. I mean, it, it just it just goes to show you guys that they there's a lot of talent in this company. But all of them are not being showcased. You have two nights and you still can't find a way to get the Street, street Profits on the main card doing something. Shows you how, once again, you're behind the times when it comes they to They called it a wrestling. showcase match. That's not enough for you? No, no, that's just bad branding. Showcase. That's oh, bad okay. branding. That's what that is. <laughs> like, you can't find a way to get those guys on there. I mean, it's just these showcase matches, the women's showcase match, like a Shotzi Blackhearts in one. Is that something yeah. that Natty? That's yes, it's that Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez are one team. Natalia and Shotzi. Ronda and Shayna. How about that? Ronda just thrown in that match. And then Sonya and Chelsea Green, which I'm excited for Chelsea Green to get that moment. Yeah. I, 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 there were supposed to be some with Ronda, but then she had like the, the injury, so they didn't know if she was going to be able to go. But look, at they could make that happen for Bobby. Lashley. Funny how that that happens. What about yeah, Rollins? That's like Lashley being in one of these matches, like you want him into some random tag team. Lashley in a random tag team. Yeah, I don't like want to do that. No. Exactly. So like, I feel like there really is no other solution because they don't know how to book anything or build anyone up. Like, we're gonna throw him to Dolph again. Like, just do that. Hey, Dolph, you get a mania <laughs> hey. moment. Cool. <laughs> Cool. They <laughs> did it for him, the IC title for one night before they made him lose it on the Raw after WrestleMania yeah. a few years back at this point. Why wouldn't? Why doesn't Dolph deserve a moment in the sun? I mean, he oh, does. Oh, no, he, he doesn't deserve a moment because John Cena says he can't get a moment anymore. That's why. Because <laughs> John Cena says, yeah, you know what? You're bad. I mean, could you imagine the influence of Cena? Ruining Dolph, I, I can't say ruin his career because I'm hey, Ziggler's a millionaire, you know, yeah. probably four or five times over. But just the idea that all the guy ever wants to do is just put on a great match, put on, you know, have a show, you know, maybe carry the company. And he had the opportunity to do that. He got hurt. He was it was some BS in the back, and all of a sudden Ziggler's persona non grata. Like you, he can't. I mean, he's just a carpenter now. It's amazing that guy could be in the middle of, of WrestleMania doing something, but Cena says no. I did look because I was curious after he jobbed out on Monday. Uh, it has been eight months since he's got a pinfall victory on Monday Night Raw. Wow. Yeah. That's why he went into stand-up <laughs> comedy. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> him in L.A. this weekend. He'll have shows going. Making the tours. Yeah, making the going to be heavily, fa- heavily featured this week at WrestleMania. Is Rey Mysterio. Obviously, it's also going to the Hall of Fame tomorrow night after SmackDown. We had an opportunity here on GKW to catch the three-time champ. Ramis, 
And we are excited here on GKW to be joined by a man who's going to have a very busy weekend. Not only is he going to be wrestling on Saturday or Sunday, he is also going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame on Friday night. He is Ray Mysterio Jr. Ray, let's go ahead and start with the Hall of Fame. With this whole thing started when when you came over from WCW to WWE after the acquisition. Did you ever imagine that this would be a possibility that one day you would be going into the WWE Hall of Fame? Uh, no, obviously it's a desire that one uh, eventually wants to be a part of, you know, hoping that you did enough to uh, have the honor to be inducted. And I've always thought that it would it would be really cool if one day, just one day after I retire, um, I would get to be part of the legends that paved the way for us. You know, and then here we are days away uh, while still being active. You know, uh, it's just it's shocking, man. It's mind boggling. And uh, it's so surreal that it, it hasn't hit me yet. And I don't think it will. I think it'll take some time, maybe even till after I retire, it'll really hit me. But uh, because I'm still ongoing, you know, but it's an incredible and incredible honor for me. It's it's a uh, it's one of those uh, final treasures that you're seeking for. Ray, when you go through the business, any business, you always have goals and aspirations. What were some of your goals and dreams as a young wrestler uh, coming up in the business? You know, uh, a lot of people sometimes do certain things for the money, you know, uh, do it for the fame. Uh, for me, from day one, I, I, I just wanted to be like my uncle. I wanted uh, to be able to put on a mask and some tights and be called a, a luchador, a wrestler, you know, and that has always been my passion from day one. Um, just didn't know what came uh, with the world of, of professional wrestling, um, the responsibilities, um, the beatings. Yes, I, I knew those came with it, because, <laughs> you know, at a very young age. But uh, overall, you know, um, my, my desire has always been one thing and one thing only to just to be the best at what I'm doing, you know, and I think uh, over time, uh, my sacrifices, my hard work, my dedication, my love, blood, sweat, and, and uh, you name it for this sport has always been at a thousand percent. And uh, I think that's when you put all of that in perspective, it, the reflection of that is, look, you're being given this, huge honor to be inducted into the hall of fame and you go wow I've, I've made it like i thought i made it before because i was in wwe but now i've made it like way beyond that your style of wrestling when it came to the states and bingo halls across the country it was innovative it was something most fans hadn't seen now as you watch pro wrestling how crazy is it for you to see the influence you have on so many wrestlers in today's generation it's awesome. It's it's really awesome to be able to say that I was one of the pioneers that kind of opened up uh, in a way that uh, style of wrestling, um, you know, and, and very thankful for for guys like the Kevin Nash's and the Scott Halls, um, you know, that that I was able to work with in WCW that gave me the opportunity for people to believe in, in smaller guys, not only because of my style, but because of my height, you know. Uh, I broke that stereotypical type of what a wrestler should look like. Um, I don't think anybody else during that time uh, was given the opportunity. So the fact that I was Hispanic, the fact that I was wearing a mask, 
and the fact that uh, I was doing the style of wrestling that I that I have been doing for the past 34 years, you know, piled up in one, it was incredible, man. And to see now the young bloods that are putting in the work, you know, I I, I see Ricochet and, and I go, oh my God, I thought I was pretty good at what I do. And he does things flawless, you know, incredible. So when you look back and and look at what's been already a Hall of Fame career, and I know you still have more out in front of you, what have been some of the favorite moments or storylines that you've been able to tell in your wrestling career? Um, definitely loved, and I'm taking you way back to when Dominic was seven years old, the Eddie and Ray story, you know, with, for the custody of Dominic. Uh, that whole story kind of, it's very special to me because that, I believe, in a way, opened up Dom's vision and his heart to being who he is now. You know, uh, his passion was hidden for the sport and he really didn't come to show it uh, until the age of 19. You know, before that, uh, played football his whole life and never pushed him once to try and step into a ring to see if he liked it. No, it came organically and, and to see his growth now has been incredible. Um, the storyline that I had with Kurt Angle Coming into WWE for the first time, my first pay-per-view, SummerSlam, against Kurt Angle, I think is one of the highlights of my career. Um, enjoyed very much working Kurt and love him to death. You know, and, and along, there was so many ups and downs. Being part of the SmackDown 6, along with uh, Edge, Eddie, Chavo, you know, uh, Benoit, and, and, uh, and Kurt Angle as well. You know, we, we just... There's just so much talent and, and so much uh, so much knowledge to learn from all of these guys. Ray, you know, the, when we go through life, sometimes we have ups and downs and try to figure out how to be able to overcome, uh, you know, left turns that happen in our career. So I was thinking about your time in WCW when you had to unmask. How are you able to overcome that change in your career? Um, the fact that when I signed with WWE, uh, they wanted the Rey Mysterio with the mask. And, uh, of course, uh, I understood that that was for marketing purposes. But at the same time, I was like, yes, I'm coming back with the mask. Like, I I didn't even think it was possible. Like, um, that gave Rey Mysterio a rebirth. Um, and during the time in WCW when I lost the mask, I, I honestly believe that if I wouldn't have lost the mask, the giant killer wouldn't have been born. And I probably wouldn't have faced the Scott Nortons, the Bam Bam Bigelow's or the Kevin Nash's. You know, uh, um, that was kind of my my breakthrough to be able to to be the underdog in the fight, you know, against the Giants. And uh, um, I think that kind of maybe I could be wrong, opened up the vision in uh Vince's or WWE's eyes to say we can do something Ray over here because there was no talent my size that were given opportunities like the one that they've given me over the past 20 years. Along those lines in terms of opportunity, who are some of the guys that you look at now that they just need that opportunity and then they'll have that sort of breakout success that you've had? Yeah, definitely Ricochet is one of the guys that I've, uh, I've enjoyed working with. Um, had the opportunity to work with him uh, for a while when I was uh, away from WWE, you know, and enjoyed very much his style. I just, I, I can't believe how incredibly athletic he is and uh, just uh, how in shape he looks, you know, he's, he's, he has so much passion for this sport. 
Um, and the fact that other Hispanics are also jumping on board, like Dragon Lee, who's part of NXT right now, Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza, Santos Escobar, and the Legado del Fantasma. Like, these are all uh, young talent that are hungry. And, and not to say that anybody, any other talent isn't hungry. They're all very hungry. And everyone just wants to be given the opportunity. You just have to make sure that when that opportunity comes, that you're ready for it and you take advantage. Ray, we certainly appreciate the time. Congratulations, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing you go in on Friday night. Also looking forward to seeing you wrestle your son, Dominic, on Saturday or Sunday at WrestleMania in Hollywood. Thank you very much, guys. Great to be able to talk to Ray Mysterio, an inductee for the WWE Hall of Fame. Of course, he's taking on his son, Dominic Mysterio. and uh, Which we found what, out will be a Saturday night, night one, uh, Dominic first right. Yes, that's updated now that yes. he's going to be Saturday <laughs> night. So, you know, and, and, you know, we talked about what could be a five-star match. You know, um, Dominic Mysterio, I give full credit, and I don't mind being wrong, and definitely was wrong about Dom. When he first came into the WWE, he said, okay, this guy, weak on the mic, and you know, didn't think much of him. You talk about a metamorphosis over a year. Ryan, I mean, this guy here is someone who I believe that could beat Ray, as a matter of fact, at WrestleMania, just based on the spoken word. Is his, is his action in ring um, gotten better? Somewhat. But I think that the promo and the spoken word against Ray, against his mom, against his sister, got him over. Yeah, the promos work, the character work, like the, the prison thing. Like, it's been great. That one is one of the ones I'm sort of interested in. I don't know if it's going to be an amazing match. Ray will have, obviously do most of the lifting. But I feel like Dominic has to go over there. Like, if Ray wins, that's sort of it for all the Dominic momentum. Because then all of a sudden, like, oh, all this talk, like, hey, you don't want to face me. And then Ray wins. Is like, what does Dominic have to stand on after that? Like, Dominic, I feel like, has to go over, and that might be the beginning of the end of Ray, who said he's still wrestling, but sort of felt like, you know, he's on the way out, and this Hall of Fame sort of signified that. You know, there's something to be said about the masked wrestler over the years, right? A masked wrestler, especially if you didn't see him unmasked, the old school would be the masked wrestler would shower with his mask on. Mm -hmm. He'd go to the airport his mask on. Mm -hmm. And so, and of course, somehow, some way, TSA at the time would allow the mask wrestler to go through. Hey, I'm Mil Mascaris. I don't have to take the mask off, right? Yeah, all good. So just think about that. You're kayfabing the entire time. And because wrestlers kept the mask on, Brian, you never knew the age of some of these guys, sure. right? And, and so for Ray, in my mind's eye, I'm like, he can go for another decade. You've seen his face. I Means a young looking guy. I mean, and you would think, but I'm sure that he sees his time coming to an end. But when he mentioned some of these high flyers, and you asked the question about some of these high flyers that's there, I mean, even he's got to be impressed. Oh, 100%. I mean, so many of these guys and girls that we see in the ring now are based off of Ray. I mean, the Young Bucks talk about it. And Gabe reminded me even before we did that interview, Ray was part of All In. Like, he was on that show. He was in that main event that, you know, they had to rush a little bit because of time management. But he was there, like... He sort of had these career waves where he was at the top of the WWE game, left for a few years, and now comes back again, is doing the Hall of Fame, is getting to work with his son. Like, it really is one of the more remarkable careers, and everything he's accomplished is something that definitely is deserving of the Hall of Fame this weekend.
Before we move on, we want to let you guys know that for those of you that continue to watch Good Karma Wrestling every Thursday, we want you to let you know that on Saturday and Sunday after WrestleMania, we'll have our special. So if you're looking for to talk to someone about what happened at WrestleMania Saturday night and Sunday night, we'll be on live. Again, not just on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Good Karma Wrestling, not just on the podcast, but also all of the Good Karma uh, Twitter feeds will be on and to be able to talk to you. So as soon as WrestleMania is over, Saturday night and Sunday night, come right here where you're watching right now, where you're listening. Check us out. We'll be on live after WrestleMania from SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, right here on Good Karma Wrestling. All right, yeah, let's move forward. It's going to be here. late nights, but we're looking forward to that. Yeah, it's going to be. You know what? I got the coffee brewing. I got, <laughs> I got something in the coffee to make sure that we can keep moving on these shows on Saturday and Sunday night. Got to have a little something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some of these matches, I'm going to have to drink something because I got to be able to break down at some point Brock against almost. So I've got to be able to have something stronger than just water. Yeah, I'm still waiting to see what the swerve is there because I'm not going to believe it until I see it that that is an actual WrestleMania match between those two. <laughs> it is a WrestleMania match and almost goes over. Oh, God. <laughs> I'll put it out there right now. That's going to be a five-minute match because if Brock's going to lose, he goes, just get me out of here. I think five <laughs> might be gracious. <laughs> I think it's going to be a quick match, and you got to get almost over. Get him over, pal. I think that's what's uh-huh. going to happen. So, all right, what else do we have for Good Karma Wrestling here on this Thursday? All right, we'll get back to WrestleMania talk. We've got to talk AEW, of course. Another weekend now, well, more AEW drama. CM Punk took to Instagram a week ago to call Chris Jericho a liar and a stooge. Also said Mox would not lose to him before their match at All Out. Mox on Renee's podcast refused to mention Punk by name. You also had the debut of AEW All Access last night where Britt Baker openly criticizing Thunder Rosa not showing up to shows when she was injured, but doing other things. So the question is, does all this AEW drama impact you as a fan? Okay, well, it impacts me to find out what Tony Khan's going to do about it. Mm. So you and I, and I believe Gabe did as well, listened to, um, is it is it Sessions with Sessions Renee? With Renee okay. yeah. Okay, it was called something different. It used to be oral sessions. That it did, yes. And then she uh, became part of the volume family of Colin Coward, and I guess they sort of fine-tuned it a little bit. (laughs) All right, so just sessions. And so Renee talked to her husband, John Moxley, Uh and I thought it was an interesting conversation, just some things that were head-scratchers, some things that Moxley said didn't make sense to me. But I guess, again, it's he said, he said. When he talks about, like, hey. Real quick, though, on that. Yeah, Mox didn't actually like outright deny that he refused to lose the punk. What he said was he was not under contract over the summer. And when they were talking about it, he was the one bending over backwards and doing punk a favor because technically Tony wasn't his boss in that situation. So if you read into it, like he didn't outright say, no, I never refused that. He also didn't say punk's name ever in that podcast. Yes, he yeah, I, he he gave him a special nickname in that uh-huh. podcast. That is <laughs> that is for sure. He, he also revealed that there was a time while he was in AEW that he could have walked right into SummerSlam. Yes, did you hear that? Yeah, he said he had no contract. It was after the rehab stuff. His deal was over. He didn't want to commit long term because he wanted to prove to himself that he could wrestle sober. And that's when all the punk stuff happened. And I think that just sort of speaks even more to what an MVP Mox is. Like he did all that, didn't know him a thing, and he still went out there and busted his ass for the company. Well, my opinion has not changed on this, Burowitz, and that is what the late um, Jerry Jarrett says. Jerry, Jerry Jarrett, the the, um, great, wonderful 
uh, promoter from Memphis says that real issues draw money. Mm-hmm. There's a real issue here. And if Tony Khan cannot get CM Punk and Hangman Page and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega in a room and to be able to negotiate this and put it in the ring, then this is all drama that's needless. If this is all for this, this AW all-access show, that's nothing because you know half the audience is not going to watch that. There are AEW fans. You've got to be able to find a way to put this in the ring. That's how you make money. I, I heard it might have been Dave Meltzer or it might be someone of that ilk that said that, well, this this won't draw. Nobody can. Like, no, if you are able to make this out of a storyline, the storyline speaks for itself. Now, how do you put it? How, you, how do you put it in the ring? One and two, um, who's going to get over? I think that people will be very right. interested in that because it's a real issue. They're real behind the scenes issues. So I'm interested in it from that standpoint. The other thing is, is that, okay, Thunder Rosa, we know you're back in AEW. It's funny that Punk's still not out. It's still out, right. but yet Thunder Rosa is still doing uh, doing uh, Spanish commentary. Okay. okay, so let's go. Let, let's see Britt Baker against Thunder Rosa and have this out. This is a real issue. It should should make some money. Yeah, and that's the thing with Punk. Like We talked about it a lot after Brawl Out where there was so much attention paid to that press conference. There was so much storytelling and different things that happened. All of that played out on social media. They didn't even mention Punk's name on Dynamite that Wednesday, and they still drew a good number. Mm-hmm. So that sort of shows the power of social media in that situation. And at this point, it's the same thing. Everyone is aware of the drama. Everyone knows what is going on there. Punk versus Mox. Punk versus Jericho. Punk versus Kenny and the Bucks. That draws money. Like Wade Keller is saying, the majority of the locker room does not want CM Punk there. So in terms of talking about how it impacts me as a fan, my only fear is if you say, hey, we need to draw this money. We need to make this money. You bring back Punk. You're desperate for that million on Wednesday. And all of a sudden, people don't want to work for Tony. And all of a sudden, people are jumping ship. And all of a sudden, it's sort of the beginning of the end of AEW. That would worry me as a fan. That's a really good point. Um, I, but there's always conjecture. There's always threats. And so I don't know what's real and what's not like, could you imagine uh, Tony says, okay, we've agreed to have CM Punk back. Is Hangman Page leaving, going back to the Indies? Right. Or is he waiting to get to WWE? Do the young bucks who I believe will go to the WWE at some point because mm-hmm. Cody's there. Will they say, you know what? I can't work with this guy. You got to choose what's best for the future of the company, right? And so I, my prediction was that CM Punk would go to ROH and get away from, from AEW and just be, I don't know if it's a coach. I don't sure. think it's an in-ring because clearly the amount of injuries that CM Punk has had, he's more of an attraction than a, a week-in and week-out wrestler. So Well, that's the important part because we talk about it a lot with sports, like the drama versus the talent level. Like how much drama can you put up with? Term, you know, it depends on how talented you are. And if Punk's getting injured every time he main events a show – He's not worth all this drama. Like this situation, he's better used in WWE where he could be a showcase and just sort of be a one-off and, you know, not have to work house shows, but just show up once or twice a year and that'd be it. Yeah. I mean, I guess that that's where I think that he'd be best. And I know that he's read like Steve Kern's book and, you know, he talked about how there was an issue behind the scenes and he was inspired to come back to the business, but what's the way in? How do you get back in after all this drama that's taking place? And then, just on top of that, just being practical. So what's the matchup if it's not going to be Hangman Page or Omega or the Young Bucks? Who do I want to see him wrestle? You got a dream match? Hobbs? I don't want to say, like, like, you know, Kingston? I I don't know. Uh, Starks? Okay. 
Where's the heat? Like, uh, like all those things. No, there's no heat there. Huh? No, like you have to go with the heat. Like it has to be Punk and FTR versus the Elite. Like there is your money. Like I know they like to have the world title main events. That needs to main event a show. That needs to main event from Chicago. And, you know, FTR seems to be the only guys in that locker room that actually want him there. So maybe you just find a way to make it work. And that's the other weird part is like I feel like we were getting away from Brawl Out. Everyone was coming back. Apparently, according to reports, he was getting healthy and getting close to being cleared to return. And then he posts that thing on Instagram and then deletes it also, which Jericho then responded posting a Matt Hardy delete gif. So it just doesn't make sense. Like if you're about to come back, everything's blowing over. Why dig another hole there? You know, what's really interesting about the whole CM Punk thing, and we and we can go back uh, through GKW underscore um, wrestling on Twitter, and I've retweeted a lot of these things. Just the shoot, the shootish promos, Kingston going after Punk, Heyman going after Punk, like, you know, like MJF going after Punk. And, but I mean, like, deep seated, twisting the knife might be a lot of truth in what they were saying. And it's just like, wow, is it true that half the locker room doesn't want Punk around? But then you get FTR saying that Punk was very helpful to the young people and all that. And actually, you know what? Both things could be probably true. Sure. Uh-huh. That he might was he might have been helpful to the young guys, but also a pain in the ass to some of the veterans. Right, and that's the thing. Like maybe he's one of those guys just doesn't know how to bite his tongue. Because Mox also said on that podcast he loves AEW, doesn't want to say anything negative, but there hasn't been a place he's ever been at with this much just drama and BS in the back. And you can tell how uncomfortable it made him. And he is the company guy. He's Mister AEW, and he even says like, "Oh, it's so stupid, all the drama back there." They've had their backstage issues. This has been a concern from the jump when they're bringing in all these guys, they're bringing in all these youngsters. They're like, how do they work? There's going to have to be people taking losses. You have guys sitting at home right now that don't want to work there. Like, this is a little concerning as a fan just because of what it might mean for the future. Well, that starts at the top with Tony Khan. Yeah. And we have documented on this show a lot of weeks here on the show talking about the neophyte booker, the booker of the year, Tony Khan. You can put all these matches together, this guy against this guy and this woman against this woman. And Gabe, you can put all these matches together. But if you cannot control the egos in the room, you like one thing about Vince McMahon, what do you think about Vince? Yep. It was one guy you had to answer to. And Tony, for him, I mean, those, those press conferences tell you all you need to know, right? These press conferences where, you know, MJF can say what he wants to, and then you got CM Punk going off and shooting off. Okay, so how do you control that? You're the owner of the company. You're the head booker of the company. How do you control that? And so my whole thing is, is that when you have this situation happening right now, and Tony Khan, all he, ha- all he has for you is, oh, we got a big announcement over here. Look at this shiny object over there. That does not help your locker room issue. And so Barrett is 100% right when he says all these issues are happening, but what is Tony Khan doing about it? This doesn't happen under Vince, but it yep. does happen under Tony Khan and AEW. Well, take a look at what Cody Rhodes just said in a recent interview about how he and Seth Rollins can't stand one another. <laughs> can't stand one another. But they put together three uh, a pretty good trilogy of matches before Cody blew out his pack. Right, like they still have that trust with one another to be able to, because they're they're competing for that same spot with Roman, right? And I'm sure Seth isn't happy about, oh, this is the guy that was trying to put us out of business, was trying to put a thorn in our side. Now he's coming in here, he thinks he's going to take my spot. I'm sure that has something to do with it uh, of those two not getting along. But you didn't know it. You didn't right. need to know it. You know the the fact that Cody, like I thought it was interesting that Cody mentioned it, but it's not like to the point where there's drama between them. 
you know, and, and now you have to have Mox talk about it. And I'm, Jericho I'm, on his podcast has talked about all the backstage BS and drama that's gone on at AEW. And look, there's going to be drama at any workplace. And I hate comparing like every everybody's workplace to like professional sports and professional wrestling in particular. But there's drama everywhere. It's about how you handle it. Yep. And Tony Khan, to your point, to your point, Jay Hood, Tony Khan hasn't done anything to squash any of this. I mean, he sat by. He could have. He could have nipped CM Punk's the before the brawl out. He could have nipped that right in the bud. But he just sat there and made. Ooh, that's an interesting comment. Mm, okay, you know, he just made those made those faces, and it just continues to build and build and build. And you know, you see more. You, you see more of it come out. You know, whether we're talking about Sammy Guevara, whether we're uh-huh. talking about some other guys that have had issues backstage that are, that have been leaked out. You know, Andrade, obviously, who we haven't seen on AEW television since he got in it with with Sammy Guevara. Well, who that's the hell the knows thing, what's though. happening with Miro? Like, right. he, like Tony Khan. Has has let the inmates run the asylum, and this is what happens when you do that. A hundred percent right. And like to Jay Hood's point about in Vince's world, this doesn't happen. Some of the stuff we see on social media, Mox talked about is like, oh, like you know, wrestlers an issue, they go tweet something, and that's it. Like there would be repercussions for that. Like some of the stuff we see AEW talent tweet should not be allowed. Like there should be repercussions to where CM Punk says, "Well, I work for this company, I probably shouldn't post this on Instagram." But instead of we're going to just do it willy-nilly, you're not going to get in trouble. You might get in a fight backstage that's going to get more attention. Like, you just need to find a way to sort of control it all right now. It's kind of interesting the way this is working, though, guys, because on one end, it's all of this conjecture from the Internet, from CM Punk, and you heard from John Moxley and his wife over here. In ring, though, you could tell that there's a difference in the company, not just the ring ropes. There's actually a difference <laughs> in the company when you watch AEW because you see that they're setting up the heavyweight championship, well, maybe a four-way coming up, but at least yeah. they're putting MJF in a different light. You're starting to see, I mean, out of, out of somehow, some way, God, somehow, some way, they've made Orange Cassidy like this work, workhorse <laughs> champion. He's what he just keeps. He's winning. the hottest wrestler in the biz, Jay Hood. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, but I, you know. So we talk about this drama over here, but in ring, the women is, is much better. Yep. The Blackpool Combat Club. I'm guaranteeing you their merch is going to go through the roof this week, based on what we saw in St. Louis. It's just going to keep going through the roof, and of course, Brian Danielson won't don't no. he, he won't wear any of it. No, nope. <laughs> but but just. I think it's, maybe it's, maybe it's, now like, maybe now I've got no. hope for now. I think I, I don't think, think it might so. happen now. No, he's wearing what you what you, he's wearing what you're wearing now. That's yeah. what he wore the ring. Oh man, I, these these hoodies are comfortable, man. I, I get understand. It. I get it. It doesn't say BCC on it though. It's just like some outcast. What is what's wrong with him? Well, again, now that they're re- now that they're reunited as a group, it's the first time we've seen Danielson with the BCC. Maybe he'll start wearing the merch. <laughs> unbelievable that guy but yeah i just think it's uh it's dr jekyll and mr hyde with this company in AEW. but it's up but it's up to tony khan you you if you if you're doing it by yourself and you won't have mark henry and arn anderson and d malenko and some of these other guys try to help you and you want to do it by yourself this is what happens yeah no advice right you've got plenty of people that can be your lieutenants and that are around you you, mean paul white yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, but between Paul White and Mark Henry, like those are two pretty big badass lieutenants you can have that can clean up a lot of this BS. I've Thank said you. too much. I'm sorry. I've said too much. <laughs> now, now I'm now I'm betraying trust, but I'll just let it go. But all right, okay. I think it's pretty clear. I think it's pretty clear what I'm saying that that's we a can, problem. 
We can move on then uh, because it is WrestleMania weekend yep. and we want to continue to talk about all things WrestleMania, going Hollywood, Saturday, Sunday, of course, the Hall of Fame tomorrow night as well. Number two, 13 matches this weekend, seven on Saturday, six on Sunday. What changes would you guys make to the WrestleMania card this weekend? So I am under the assumption that Sammy KO versus the Usos will not main event night two. Or excuse me, night one. Night one. Night one. So I would move that to night two. So what do you think? I would have, Charlotte I would, Rhea is going to main event in that situation? Yeah. Yes, I do. Mm. I think Charlotte Rhea is going to end up main event think that. So in that instance, I would have the bloodline all in one night. I would put all the bloodline, and I would kind of continue some of the pressure of the entire bloodline working. Because is Roman going to show up both nights? Like, is Roman going to be backstage doing little hits and little you know little things before that match about the bloodline? I don't know, but I think it could I mean, be more he'll be around because he's going to be on SmackDown tomorrow. So he's in town already. <laughs> no, I don't. I think it's pretty straightforward. It's WrestleMania, like. What do you expect to see one of these quiet vignettes with Heyman holding on to the championship behind a couch? I don't I don't I don't know. I don't no. know what his schedule no. is. He's not that that's not what that no. He might have to go to like the Lakers. The Lakers playing Saturday night. He might have to go to the Lakers uh, game. I don't know. I no. I, I think that no. The Usos and Zayn and Owen should end night one. It should. I don't think it, it will. It I think I think the, if the bloodline is the number one storyline in the business, then they should be in the main event spots. That's what I think. No, it's yeah. no brainer. No brainer. Yeah, but I mean, I know they won't do it that way, but that's the way that I would do it because if if it is true that the Usos are going to, um, if they're going to lose the championships, that should be the last thing you see on, on night one for me. The other thing I'll throw out there just as sort of a wild idea for that night one, could you see a main eventing with Rollins and Paul for the attention? Because remember, that Austin could. and Owens made event in night one last year. Yeah, but that's stone cold, you know? And and by the way, this is the last uh, Logan Paul, and I don't know how much you can trust him, but Impulsive said that this was the this, his contract is up after this. That this is his... And who knows? I mean, maybe he could sign an extension easily, but, right. you know, he must be on a certain mat, number of match deal for the WWE, and they've used him quite a bit for some of these bigger shows. Um yeah, I, I could see them going that direction. I personally would not I go that direction, but I could definitely see it to try to get some attention with Logan Paul. I have a real question. It's not a joking question. I have a real question oh, when it comes to Logan Paul. Okay. okay. Is he that big a deal that he should be the main event of any WrestleMania card? I mean, middle of the card, yes. And by the way, that match is going to be good. It's because it's Logan Paul. I mean, he's. I, we've seen enough of him to say, okay, he can hold his own. But see, I guess I have like, um, you know, podcast and radio and television bandwidth. I have limited bandwidth where I don't I've never heard Logan Paul do his show. I don't know. I know who he is. But is it big enough where Hollywood be like, oh, my God, Logan Paul? Because we've already seen this act once. I just checked. Just curious. Instagram. He's got over 25 million followers on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, he's Which he's like a he's a pretty big. I mean, he's not a big deal to like. Our demographic, right? But you get younger than us, and I mean, impulsive. The YouTube stuff—it's all very, and very especially good. in comparison. So Roman has seven million followers. Okay, I just think in those terms, I always think McAfee. That you know, as far as his popularity, sure. but mm -hmm. I, but, uh, but I guess Logan Paul. 
I guess clearly based on what you guys are telling me, this is a big deal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't know which one's which. Like, I never remember the name Logan Paul. If I had it written down, I wouldn't know that it's Logan versus the other one whose name I'm blanking on now as I make this point. Chris. Is it? No. It's like, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. Is that Chris Paul? No? Okay. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like, they get so much attention for everything they do that it's a big deal. And, like, you put them in the main event to end the show in L.A. You build up the buzz all night long. Like, hey, this is happening. It seems like a WWE move, especially as we hear more and more about Vince being involved. Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. But – I mean, I know it's night one, but I, I still have, I still have questions about whether I, I've got quite. I, I, I don't know. I, I still think that the celebrity should not be the main event of any night of WrestleMania. Sure, no, I agree with like, that. I just, I that's that's where I land. I, I, I'm okay with, I'm okay with an actual former wrestler and one of the part timers doing it. But go from going from a part timer to now a part timer who's also a celebrity and hasn't gone through the ranks that guys like Seth Rollins. Like KO, Sammy, even Bianca and, and Charlotte. I, I just don't like if if they end up main eventing night one, that's gonna leave a sour taste in my mouth because that's just a slap in the face to all the talent in the back. And here, here's the thing. I I don't want to hear give women a chance. I don't want to hear that. Don't I don't want to hear it because Charlotte and and Rhea, if Rhea wins. Okay, so the three of us go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. What would we rather see at the end? We would see, see the Usos, Zayn, and Owens, or Charlotte Flair and Ripley with Ripley going over. If Ripley goes over, we'd say, "All right, that's night one. All right, right. So where's the Uber?" Like, because like we expect that, and because Charlotte keeps losing this championship, it is Rhea's time. I think that she's been fantastic with this Judgment Day. I mean, she's the reason why the Dominic has gotten over as well. That that combination is great. But Rhea and Charlotte at the end, yes, it's. I believe it's going to be a five-star match, but not to the point where I want to see that last. I think it should be on the card, sure. It could, be, it could lead for me, but as a main event, no. Don't just put them in there and be like, well, you got to put the women's championship in there, pal. No, not really. No. Sammy's, Sammy Zayn has earned that spot. Sammy Zayn has been the most over. I mean, this year, at the very least, and in, in these three months that we have had in 2023, the loudest pops in WWE have been Sammy hitting uh, Roman Reigns in the back with a steel chair. Any night that Sammy showed up, I understand it's Montreal, but still, like people were just eating out of the palm of his hand at Elimination Chamber. And then when those two hugged, those were the three largest pops, biggest pops in WWE this year. Sami Zayn has the crowd eaten out of the palm of his hand. Sami Zayn deserves to be in the main event of one of these nights. And that's 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 just period, end of sentence. Like he has earned, he has worked his ass off to be this, to be one of these guys, to be able to main event. And, and he absolutely deserves it. Well, the other thing with that, and I don't know if they've ever learned from their lessons, but like that moment of Sami and KO winning is going to be the pop of the night and is yes. going to be something that can't be topped. That's so correct. if you put them in the middle of the card, everything after that will be below the moment of that. So you need to put it at the end. I think back to, because I was there, the Mania in Orlando when the Hardys returned. That was a ridiculous pop. Everyone was so excited to where the rest of the night, everyone was like, all right, yeah, that's great, but it's not up here. That's what it's going to be with Sammy and KO. Yeah, so I could, the way the WWE does things, if it's not going to be last where it should be mm-hmm. or first, It'll Correct. be in the middle of the card, Usos, Zayn, and Owens, followed by Becky, Lydia, and Trish against Sky, Bailey, and Dakota. 
That's how they do it because let me up, pal. Let me up, man. That's exactly what it'll be. That's how they do things. It's go, they'll, and then the women are like, well, how do we follow that? Right. 100%. How do we follow that? Well, you yeah. have to, pal. That's you want to you want to give women a chance? Don't put them on after that. Don't put anything yeah. on after that. You're setting That's everybody how they up. Do it. Right. Yeah, you're yep. setting everybody up to fail. Yep. And then they'll use that as an example, like, oh, see, the women can't get over. It's like, no, the crowd's <laughs> exhausted. Like, no. <laughs> It's your fault. (laughs) I think you should leave sketch. The guy standing there in the hot dog costume, the hot dog car crashed in the store. We're trying to find the guy who did this. (laughs) Six women standing in a gorilla. Like how the F do we follow that? What are we supposed to do? Get over pal. Like that. Okay. Now you've minimized us because now the tag team championships have changed. So I, we'll see what happens, but I believe that they deserve the main event status. Um, Anything else for night two though that we would change? Um, is it confirmed on what is night two? How how that starts? Yes, uh, not how it starts, but that card on Sunday. We know it'll end with Roman versus Cody. Other sure. matches that night: the Raw Women's Title, Bianca versus Oscar, the IC Title, Gunther, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre. McIntyre, Hell in a Cell, Edge versus Finn Balor, Brock versus Omos, somehow still a thing, and then the Women's Showcase Tag Team Match. Brock Brock Omos is going. If Brock Omos goes on first, we know Brock is losing, right? Correct. Yeah, just like Cena's losing in yes. night one. <laughs> doo, yeah, doo, but I'm, doo, I'm out. But, <laughs> but Cena's but they're actually still gonna put together a match, right? Like Cena's still gonna do the match. Like Brock is gonna do one or two suplexes. I don't even know what Omas's finisher would be in this instance. He's gonna eat that, get pinned, roll out of the ring, and get on well, the, that's the thing. I agree. I think Brock loses, but the other alternative is Brock tries the F5, drops Omas on his head, and the match just has to end that way. It's like, oops, and it just moves oh. on with his night. Oh, even stretcher job? You mean like the end? Like, like uh, he just can't get up because that is a very large human being, so it would not be easy to lift him up. Don't start yeah, with that, but Brock Lesnar is the alpha male of our species. He can clearly, he can lift that man up over his head. No? This will be a, either way, this is going to be a quick match. Don't start night two with that nonsense. Don't do that. You want to bury the women's title match? Semi main. Go ahead. Oh, I'd, I'd go triple threat first. Triple, I'd go okay. IC first. I think that sets a good tone. It's a banger. Yeah. Bianca versus, tone. Bianca's another one that deserves a moment, though. Like, she was so hot, and like, this feud is nothing. Yeah, I mean, well, that's Bianca's. Bianca's had a couple of WrestleMania. Bianca's had Agreed. some moments on this run. You know, I mean, she got the main event with um, with Sasha Banks. Uh-huh. Um, that's you know part of this run. She's she's gotten showcase events with Becky Lynch. Like she has been showcased. I think and had a lot of uh, have a, had a lot of spotlight shown on her. It's again, it's a nothing. It's a nothing feud. I don't know what to do with it. It's right. going to be a good match, but it's a nothing feud that hasn't had good build. And I don't know where you put that in the card. You know, every time I bring this up, you two go silent on me when I talk about Bianca Belair. I don't know why you two won't. You you, did, you just don't say anything or just move on. I'm asking you. I'll ask again. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to see from Bianca Belair? Because I would say if there's another gear to her game, put her first. But I just think that Oscar's going to run circles around her. It doesn't mean that Bianca's bad. Uh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. Do you think that you've seen anything new from Bianca over the last 12 months? So to me, no. when I look at Bianca, no, like she's Cena. Like yeah. she is a face of the company. She can go, but no, she's not going to be Brian Punk Kenny who can give you a five-star match with a broomstick. So like okay. I think with Asuka, with the right opponent, like it'll be a good match. So you're saying she is what she is? Yeah. 
And it'll be a good match with Asuka. Like she Which, works by the, the way, level of her competition. She is what she is for her. I mean, she's a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, she's a superstar. All right, fine. Like, so no, what, like, who's so better? Like, again, like, I, she's she's been the face of that women's division for the last twelve months. Has she yes. not? Is she WWE superstar? Is she Daniel Garcia? What what kind of superstar are you talking about? No, here? I'm, I should have said superstar because yes, that is the <laughs> WWE term. But she's <laughs> what kind of superstar? She a sports entertainer. She certainly she's, that. No, yeah. she's she's the top of the card of the women's division right now. And has been for the last 12 months. CJ Taylor weighs in on YouTube and says it should have been Bianca and Rhea. I agree with that. That would that would push Bianca. And that, yes. I, mean, this, I don't want to see like- My guess is that's next year. My guess is, so that, that Bianca drops this title, and now she can chase Rhea for a year, and it pays off at Mania next year. I she's think- just, you, you're, you're just, you're, you're tired of her because she's a baby face that's been on top for the last 12 months. There are only so many interesting so- right. stories you can tell with a baby face once they get to the top of the mountain. The payoff and the money for the baby faces is always about the chase. And I guarantee this time next year we'll be sitting here raving about Bianca because she's going to be in a chase for that championship, potentially with Rhea. Gabe's a genius because he just laid out 12 months after WrestleMania, Bianca against Rhea. Actually, Bianca chasing it's, it's, it, I think that can elevate your game. When you're champion, you get kind of comfortable like Jade Cargill. I, I would I would just say that her chasing, I think that would actually be pretty good. I think I'd like to see that. Yeah, and I think the other thing, like we talk about this title run, like it's had good matches. I just have to look it up. Like Sunday marks a year of her as the champ. Yep. So, yeah, it sort of have run its course. I mean, the other thing in terms of changes just overall, like one, I think one night is fine, but like, just give us some wrestling matches. Like we've accepted that WrestleMania is not for us. It's not for the hardcore fan. It's for the casual, but give some of these matches sometimes notably the tag title match, like let them go, let them prove that they are the stars of the company as opposed to saying, Hey, 10 minutes. And uh, here we go. Well, with only having six matches on night two, somebody's got to go. Somebody's got to have a long match. Uh, Edge and Finn Balor. Yeah, Yeah. Yes. That's going to be – I don't know what we're getting. We're getting the demon. We're getting the demon. It won't be as good. <laughs> I'm just, no, I just reg, – I like regular Finn. I like the prince. That's good oh. enough for me. We're getting the demon and potentially Gangrel as part of the entrance for Edge. Yes. Oh, I heard like Christian's going to – might be there. Did you read that? No. Did you, you guys didn't read that? I did not read that. However, I have noticed his absence on AEW – and I have put two and two together in my own head. Yes. <laughs> so this is like uh. the this is like the TNA WWE trade, <laughs> where where Ric Flair was in TNA for God's sakes, and they're like, we need him for the Hall of Fame, pal. We got to put him in with the with I guess was it with the, the horseman, horseman? horseman with yeah. the horseman. And, and Dixie Carter has a choice to take anybody off the roster. Who who should I take? I really like not the Undertaker. No, not this guy. Not this one. Christian. <laughs> huh? So what's going to happen now? What is, does Tony make the deal? I heard that Christian will be part of the brood that he would show up. To, so who should Tony take off the WWE roster? I don't know. Hmm, Ali. <laughs> Dolph, free Dolph. Yeah, that's the answer. <laughs> Him and Hollywood Hunk tag team. Oh, oh, the Nemeth boys. There you Tag-ing. go. <laughs> there Let's you go. go. There we go. 
now we got our thinking caps on. It's Mania Week, damn it. Uh, <laughs> Outstanding. Uh, uh, Ryan, finally sticking with WrestleMania. Seems to be an almost predictable card. So which result is more likely this weekend? Roman retains on Sunday or the Usos retain on Saturday? Uh, uh, I am, I'm going to say Roman. <laughs> yep, I agree. I agree. Right. The Usos, if, if, if we keep... This is why this story has been so tremendous. And I've not gotten tired at all of this bloodline thing. Mm -hmm. You would think that after two years of this, you're like, God, it's gotten so stale. No, breadcrumbs. Every little thing, they're just trying to show you something. They're telling you, you know, this bloodline thing's going to break up. Cody said in the promo, like, you know, Solo's going to do his own thing because his name's Solo. And the <laughs> Usos are going to break up and do their thing. And Roman is going to be you and Heyman. And, they, and Mr. Heyman's going to leave. You know what, guys? I think that the Usos are going to lose those tag team championships, and that'll be the start, the beginning, of the end of the bloodline. Yes, that makes sense, but I just feel like with them, like the Sammy thing, we've talked about it a lot. Like it just feels like such a letdown. Like, is there something in not doing it? Obviously, like talk about predictable. Like it feels like predictable KO turning on Sammy at one point. Like. Do they go that route and like let the Us so the Usos have been chance for 620 days? Roman's at 942. Is there a what way if, to keep the Usos going? What if you go the other way and Sammy turns on KO? Ooh. And and then what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll go back to the blood like, line? Like, like, no, they're they're winning. Like he's they're, they're winning. They're going over. Period. And like no, you got to write it, Vince Russo. Don't give me the idea. <laughs> don't give me anything for the next six months. Bro, was, I got a great idea, bro. Give it wasn't. It, I didn't say it was a great idea. I just pitched it as a counter to him saying KO turned on Sammy. What yeah. if Sammy turned on KO just the other way around? Um, which I don't what? think happens. It's not happening. It's, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. <laughs> All right? I should have kept my mouth shut. Shouldn't have said anything. But here we are. I'm going to be past it. Why aren't you? <laughs> no, no, I thought it was interesting. I just wanted more. It was a great story. I, I, was like, I don't know. Sammy turns. Help. Like, help. I'm on. tagging out. Sammy turns on KO. They <laughs> no, lose. No, I'm, tagging, no. I'm tagging in you, Jay Hood. No, it's, it's, now, it's, yeah. now it's Rick Flair's a booker. And Derek <laughs> Brewer says he gets his honorary <laughs> ooh status back. There you go. He, bro, well, yeah. And then what? <laughs> I mean, they need something to do with Solo. He figured out something there. I thought <sighs> Solo wasn't ready. I think he was fine on, on Raw, actually. It was yeah, fine. I thought it was fine. It was, it was good. Um, I think the more I think about this, I yes. Well, not not with Sammy. I'm moving past it. I'm not cashing <laughs> in on Sammy. Come I'm on. Cashing in. It's a different idea. Bro, different I idea. Great story, bro. Here's what happens, bro. <laughs> different Sammy idea. turns on KO. Yeah, what else happens? I don't know, but it's great, bro. <laughs> That's Vince Russo. Ah, I'm, I'm going to come out in a motorcycle wearing a Barry Bond jersey, all right? Like, after that, I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to um, tell the MF and house down, Jeff Jarrett's book of tea. <laughs> what? But the more the more I think about this, the more I want to see Cody chase after it. Like, I know he keeps saying finish the story, but much like we were just talking about, Bianca has kind of run her course as – you know, the white meat baby face and just this, the, the John Cena type on, of the women's division. And she kind of gets, needs to get knocked down a peg, maybe bottom out a little bit, and then go on that chase to get us to her versus potentially Rhea next year, which again, two of your younger superstars, I, I think that'd be fantastic. 
But the more I think, I, I want to see Cody chase more because I don't know what stories you tell with him as champ because it's all about him getting that championship. I don't know what happens after that. So if we're going to end the bloodline, I feel like the bloodline needs to be ending from within. And I think it's, I think it's Jay. Yeah. I think it goes back to Jay. Jay is the one who fought against Roman at the beginning of this. They put on banger matches and you thought for a second, maybe Jay would beat him. Obviously he didn't. Then he joined him. I think if Sammy and KO can beat the Usos, Sammy continues to be that year. He just continues to be that earworm. Hey, I acknowledge you. You're the guy. You can do it. And I think eventually maybe Jay does it. That, that's the route I would go. They're probably still going to end up putting Cody Rhodes over. But I think Cody chasing is still, there's still money to be made in Cody chasing. And I think also to that point, there's more to Roman as champion. We talk about Bianca a year as champion sort of being like, all right, we've sort of seen everything. With Roman, we really haven't. Like I looked it up again today. I know we talked about it on the show. Since winning the title at Mania last year on TV or pay-per-views, Roman has defended that title six times in one year. So, like, there's still, like, that specialty that when he is in the ring that I feel like there's still more to it. Hmm. I, I don't care about – as someone who is a half-ass historian for this stuff, <laughs> I, I'm not into, like, the 1,000 days of him being champion because he'll never reach Bruno. But I, yeah. I love – I love that Gabe gave me this idea, gave us the show the idea, like what happened in the Bruno Pedro era was like the AFL. And that's because Bruno was so dominant because he only had to wrestle in four states. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, like New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and uh, I want to say like maybe D.C. I think that's about it. Like that's his reign of whatever, 1,200 – days of champion or whatever but for roman i'm not i'm not into the amount of days that he's champion and and i said this for weeks if cody wins does that sound does that sound good say it out loud cody rhodes beats roman reigns after roman beat all these other guys we sure that cody is the guy are we convinced that he could beat him one-on-one does that look does that look like with with crossroads i mean it plays to the fans though like that younger demographic he is over like we were worried about whether the crowd would turn on him because of Sammy, but like they haven't, he is over. It'll be a mania moment. You know, the phrase they're going to beat to death this weekend. And it is a way to end like with the confetti, you know, the boyhood dream has been achieved. Like there is something to the WWE aspect of it all. So Derek Brewer says that Roman has been great, but it would be nice to have a full-time champ for a while. Uh, has Roman put out a new path for this WWE championship or the undisputed champion? Like Cody wins. He rolling out every week on raw defending the title. Don't think so. He's going to be out there every week though. But Roman still has a presence. Again, the, the, the beauty of Roman's part-time schedule is the, all the other things that happen around it with the bloodline. When Brock was on his part-time schedule, like not even Heyman was showing up every week, right? right? Like we like Heyman would be absent at times because Heyman's got other stuff that he does as well. So w- with the bloodline, the beauty of it to me has been, okay, Roman's not there. Oh, but Sammy and JR. Oh, and Solo's there. Oh, and Heyman just got a call and just said, hey, your tribal chief said this. Like right. there was still there was still a presence of the bloodline and the dominant force of WWE on the show. Whereas when Brock was the part-time champ, like even, again, sometimes even, even, you know, Paul Heyman wouldn't be there. And it's different when it's just Paul, 
or when it's Paul, the Usos, Sam, you know, for the better part of the last year, Sammy and Solo. Like having a combination of all those people there and just having this constant presence, I think was able to kind of cover up, you know, not having the champ actually there because he was represented very well. Yep. But that's where I come down on that. Um, ultimately, I, I guess let's just go ahead and make the prediction. Do we think that the Bloodline loses all their championships this week? Um, I think the tag team champions lose their championship. I'm not sure that Cody wins on night two. I think I, they I, drop them. I, I asked you for a prediction, Hood. I didn't ask you for a wishy-washy, <laughs> I don't think. Oh, I, I think the Usos lose their championships. I think yes. one of them is that okay. stronger? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think they both drop, and I think at the end of Mania, we're like, all right, it was a good show, but like, like there's no like surprises. Like, what's I don't know. Like to me, the Cody thing's not connecting, but I think everyone drops them this weekend. But again, the overarching point is like, if it's not Cody, who? Oh, correct. And that's it, to the point, Roman retaining gets you a few more months out of this storyline. Cody winning, who the hell's next for him? Yes, and then the of course the other question to that Gabe is Cody wins. Is he really the guy? Right. Is he the guy, or or is this a Rey Mysterio? Uh, CM Punk, Bray Wyatt, heavyweight champion. I uh, it, again, I guess it depends upon if they have any special surprises for the Raw after Mania. Hopefully, yep. which Jay White. <laughs> which I okay. There's no way Cody's winning because I can't even fantasy book Jay White versus Ro- uh, no. Cody Rhodes in WWE in 2023. Sorry, what don't world are you living in with Vince back there? Just you know, just hanging out. Of course, not booking. He's just there. He enjoys catering. Like, come on, Jay who? Right. Exactly. <laughs> change it to Jay Purple, and there we go. That's the gimmick change. Seriously. So what? Do, what do we got in news and notes, Brian? All right, a full, full weekend of wrestling. We'll start tomorrow night, or I guess continue everything we've had this week. SmackDown live from LA, and as soon as that ends, the WWE Hall of Fame live on Peacock. This year's class: the guy we talked to earlier, Rey Mysterio Jr., the Great Muda, Andy Kaufman, Stacy Keebler, and Tim White will receive the Warrior Award. Ooh, worst class ever. Did they forget they had a Hall of Fame? I feel like Triple H. I think it snuck up on Triple H. That's what I feel. (laughs) (laughs) I get all this stuff to do. And it's like, um, uh, Paul, yeah, Hall of Fame. Oh, already sold tickets. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Stacy, Mooter. it kind of fe- it kind of feels like a panic move having Ray go in. Like obviously yeah, Ray deserves line. to go in. Obviously right. Ray deserves to be in. Ray deserves to be one of the headliners when he goes in. His career has been that good. He's still involved in a main storyline. Right. When was the last time that happened? That like a guy who has been a part of one of the actual stories you bothered to tell going into right. WrestleMania <laughs> is going into the Hall of Fame. And now, oh by the way, it's not a retirement match like they did right. with uh, Kurt Angle. No, this is an, he's going to continue to wrestle after that. I can confirm that this is a Triple H Hall of Fame. Has to be. Conan's putting in Ray? That would never happen under Vince. Like, it, Andy Kaufman, okay, so we got Andy Kaufman and Tim White. So we got two people are dead uh-huh. going in the Hall of Fame. The, the, I guess the headliner is Ray, right? Yeah, two yes. of the five, by the way. It's a five-person class, and two are no longer with us. 
that would never happen under Vince. You get one dead person, <laughs> one minority. Where's the minority? You get the one minority. I guess that's Ray, right? That's okay. Ray. Okay. Muda. Okay. Yeah, and Muda. You got two yeah. minorities. Yeah, I mean, and Muda. at least the WWE's not being racist, like the pay per view they did right. for Muda. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. yes. They're, not going, they're not wishing the great Muda bye-bye. Like no. at least they're not doing that. Very odd name for uh-huh. Muda's last match. <laughs> very odd. Uh, very uncomfortable. Yes, hundred uh, percent. I did not like it. <laughs> I did not. No, this is t- totally Triple H, right? Totally yes. Triple H. And, and it's we talked about it in weeks prior. There are plenty of names to put in there. Plenty. Yes. But this, this is why I can't wait for the documentary for this because this is all jumbled to me. This was supposed to be the Bautista Hall of Fame, and, mm-hmm. and Dave's like, "Nah, I'm good. See you in Philly." Seriously, like this is—he's mm-hmm. supposed to be the headliner for this. It's L.A., right? And then you bring yep. Andy Kaufman. That's 25 years in the past. He should uh-huh. have been like Jerry Lawler brings him up every year, and it's like even I have to look back. Oh, that's right, Andy Kaufman, David Letterman. But it's so far, it's so odd that he's not just put in kind of on the side posthumously. I just think that that's weird so this is all a triple h hall of fame and it's very really disappointing down. like hall of fame used to honestly be one of my favorite events of the weekend like it's fun hearing all those guys last year i think taker might still be talking about his induction but like yeah this just seems like thrown together it's like all right i guess we'll do something friday night tim white i mean yeah yeah so, so that's uh, the tomorrow night. Last night, by the way, EW Dynamite, 833,000. The main event saw Adam Cole return to the ring to beat Daniel Garcia. We also saw Brian Danielson sort of turn heel. I mean, he's been coming out of the heel locker room since the group started, but he attacked Kenny Omega with the Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, he's fully healed now because, yeah. you know, he pretended to be the baby face and then attacked him, flexed while he had him in yes. the submission yeah. hold. <laughs> you know, very, very, very heelish behavior out of Daniel, uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, I'm a little surprised by that number. I thought the I thought the show was pretty solid last night. I enjoyed it. I, I thought the the match that preceded that with our boy Jeff Cobb was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. You know, shout shout out to friend of program. Maybe he's in the web you know, in the waiting room, you know, asking <laughs> waiting for us to ask him some more questions. I'm sure Jay yep. has. <laughs> yep. Yep. But I, you know, I thought I thought that match was good. I thought the return of Adam Cole would have a lot of people intrigued, but I guess I was wrong. Eh, it's fine. As, as I always say, you can get people to watch on a Wednesday night and sit down for two hours. Good for you. Good for you. Like it's it was fine. I, I just thought that um a couple of things stood out. The Blackpool Combat Club. I don't know what's happening with this bloodline. We feel like it's gonna break up, but this BCC on in this trajectory, man, they're gonna be the hottest faction going. I mean, that just keep beating and still up. Still no vacation for Mox. Yeah, it's fine. Well, Technically, it wasn't vacation. Technically, he wasn't going to be under contract, and that's why he was supposed to be gone, as we found out in the interview he did with his wife on uh, the Sessions podcast this week, which is just wild. <laughs> just wild. Like, I, mean, I know you – and obviously, obviously, you can trust Mox, yeah. right? Like, and, and that's why no. – no, you're saying, you're saying you can't trust Mox. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't trust him because he's putting over uh, Marina Shafir. Yeah, he's a big fan of hers, apparently. Yeah, also he's... reports out that uh, – he was not supposed to bust open Don Callis the way he did. Yes, well, no, Don but, Don went up open the hard way. Yeah. I think Don oversold, Don oversold and <laughs> dove into a TV brace, it looked like, yes. a TV stand. 
Um, that's bad because that was legit. You had to stay back and say yes. those stitches. That's I mean, I, these guys just don't know how to bleed. It's amazing. They hit gushers. Yeah, like you're just supposed to just cut yourself a little bit right here in the hairline, a little bit of blood, not just arteries. Stop. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I think I think I, th- I, I think Callis oversold and like yeah. hit like because they the TV was right there and he was on a stand. I think he came down and hit the, the TV stand trying to oversell the uh, the elbow. I just think the BCC has been fantastic. I think it's, well, I think it's great. I wonder if this was the original plan for the group. I just wonder if this is what originally what they wanted to do because they were building, they had momentum, they had, you know, the two of them together wanting to, okay, now we've got Claudio, now we've got uh, Wheeler Yuta and and Danielson and and Mox could kind of start to build something. I wonder if this was the original plan for them to go more heel, but Mox had to stay babyface when they decided to put the championship on him at Forbidden Door last year after the initial CM Punk injury. The one thing I will say, though, is as we get these 800,000 and they've become more of a regular thing, I hope Tony can stay patient. Because that's the one thing we all agree on. Like, there's been good storytelling. They're not rushing into anything. They're just sort of building up to the next show. But if he panics and all of a sudden, like, oh, we got to break him up or we got to do this. Like, just stay patient. 800's fine. Like, it'll pay off in the end. Well, but it's and it's close to 900. Was it, what did you say, 880? No, 833. 833. Oh, damn. That's still not a bad number. Not a bad number. It's not a bad number, but it's worse than what I thought it was. I'm still laughing at him talking about Shafir's. It's like the reason why she's gotten over is because, well, you know, she's barefoot and people look at her feet, you know. Well, no, not not people, him. That's what he noticed. He noticed her. He noticed because the late, like, we're pretty diehard wrestling fans. Yeah. I don't know what good footwork for a professional wrestler looks like. Right? Like, I don't know what good footwork looks like. I could probably tell you what bad footwork looks like because it ends up being bad, but I don't know what, like, technician, technical, really good, you know, footwork looks like. You know what it looks like, and it doesn't look like that. Well, I haven't, you know what? I haven't seen Marina Shafir wrestle in a while, but we'll get the pleasure of watching her tomorrow night on Rampage as she goes up against Tyra Valkyrie. No, we don't. No, we will not. <laughs> Look at her feet, everyone. Mox no, likes her feet. I mean, her feet, man. I mean, people watch her feet. And like It's like, what are you talking yeah, about? That is odd. Other wrestling shows in the L.A. area this weekend around WrestleMania starts tonight. 11 o'clock Eastern on the Fight app. New Japan and Impact, their multiverse show. One of the top matches there. Speedball Mike Bailey takes on Tanahashi. Uh, would you like to see that, Bronze? Yeah, they've already got my money for that one. So, oh, <laughs> he's, tonight. he's already he's like all all the ones he's about to mention. I'd I'm say there's a ninety five percent chance that fight already has Rhodes' money for it. That's why he's mentioning it because he may bring it up next week. <laughs> These notes are only the major companies. New Japan there Friday night seven o'clock Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor BR be Live. You got to go to a lot of different places here. I'll be watching uh, that. I'll do a separate podcast uh, for that. That will be That's, a good one. Claudio um, versus Eddie Kingston, ROH title. Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe, TV title. Vikingo versus Kamehameha. Thank you. It AAA, took you long enough to get there championship. to the yeah. actual main event. Vikingo's yeah. wrestling. I'm all in. We are. You missed this last week, uh, J-Hood. Yeah. We have a new best wrestler in the world, and it's Vikingo. You can't change. 
I did send you. I haven't watched it yet, but him versus Phoenix in Espanol. I found that link on YouTube. Oh, can you send that over, please? Yeah, I think it's in our group. <laughs> yeah. If you want to watch him tonight, Gabe, uh, starting or actually starting an hour ago, but it's probably the main event. Him, Black Taurus, and Commander in a triple threat match. Highspots.tv. And the final uh, sort of main company, NXT stand deliver Saturday, one o'clock oh. Eastern on Peacock. Ron Va- Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes for the NXT title. Dragon mm-hmm. Lee makes his debut in a fatal five way. And Ava Rain, a.k.a. the daughter of The Rock, makes her in-ring debut. Uh, Vikingo Wrestling there? No? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Way too advanced. <laughs> Way too advanced for that, that company. That is okay. true. Okay, so let's just make a pact here. Okay. I will I will watch Ring of Honor and do a separate podcast on that okay. from, where are they going to be? Galen Center in Los Angeles? I think. Yeah, on the USC campus. Okay, so I'll, I'll watch that and do a separate podcast. Okay. What are you? What are you watching? What are you offering, bro? It's oh, I'm like I have way too many on there. But whatever you want, I got it. Hancock <laughs> Memorial Show, GCW. I'll watch NXT. It's gonna be a very long weekend. I my apologies on, to my family. Yeah, I have on my phone a Juicy Pro. You interested? Uh, maybe not. Okay, well I have it here. So it's like okay. So at least we got that. To, got those two. And so Gabe, you're our in charge. I gotta find of one. NXT. Uh, <laughs> damn it! Well, you can't tell us about New Central. It's an easy one. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> New and and we do get Ava. Like, I am curious to see yeah. what happens with Ava. And okay, you get so, Dragon Lee. So you can't BS us now. You have to give us because I'm not watching it. I got ROH. <laughs> this guy's got the the little bar shows in Iowa, uh-huh. and so and so and so now you've got to come through because I think you I think you should watch. Because if there's going to be surprise after WrestleMania, I think Breaker might come through. Him yeah, or Carmelo Hayes might be the main roster. And I don't so know. Someone in the comments said they're watching Bloodsport right now. So you, we got plenty Bloodsport. of stuff going on this weekend. Oh, God. That's going on now? Yeah. Oh, wow. So fight, High Spots TV, Peacock, Bleacher Report. If you want wrestling, you'll find it. Hey, tweet us more shows. There's more shows streaming. Some of us will watch it. Yeah. So, but <laughs> Gabe, you got to watch NXT. Yep, Short I, got I got Short it. I got it. I got NXT. <laughs> I said last week, no, I, I'm curious to see Ava. I, I want to yeah. see what The Rock's daughter can do in the ring. It's NXT, and the subtitle to that is NXT subtitle, Shawn Michaels' whole life played out through the wrestling. <laughs> Apparently, that's what it is, right? So maybe I think one of these wrestlers at some point is just going to faint at, at some point in the ring out of nowhere. He's uh, Roxanne Perez did that last or two. Thank weeks you. Ago. <laughs> that's, that's already <laughs> happened. So we got a fainting wrestler because drug addled. Okay, so we got that. Do we have the eighteen sailors beating up uh, Sean? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think we've had that one yet. Do you haven't had that, that yet. Like the, the eighteen Marines beating yep. up Sean. Okay, do we have that? Okay, <laughs> do we have him? You know, having the windshield wipers to get Sergeant Slaughter's fiddle <laughs> off of his face. When they were in Lowell, Massachusetts, we have that. The other thing, by the way, we will have on that show, uh, Johnny Gargano's WrestleMania moment. He's taking on Grayson Waller on that NXT show Saturday. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Derek, Derek with a great point. Braun about to lose his smile. <laughs> yeah, so that means, so like, we're going to get a new champion here, right? Yes, Carmelo yes. Hayes deserves it. Carmelo Hayes is that guy. Okay. Unless, unless they keep it on Braun and call up Carmelo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know the you know, so I, but you'll report it. You'll let us know. Yep. I'll 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 give you I'll give you the, the goods on stand and deliver. God. I'm ready. 
That's horrible. I'm ready. I'm standing. I'm standing. Standing <laughs> and delivering. Yes. <laughs> For Shawn Michaels and his life played out in front of your very eyes. Here's, oh. here's me with a blonde, and she's putting on lipstick while I'm watching her. That's a thing. And a specific time. So for better or worse in terms of some of these uh, card start times this weekend. All right. Well, so plenty of things. Again, tweet at us. I'm sure yep. we'll, we'll, we'll give plenty of reviews on all these <laughs> sideshows. We might have to do a sideshow. We'll, we'll figure it out. Um, but what did you guys have as your match of the week? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, uh, you didn't have, you didn't have any ring of honor last, uh, that you yeah. for no. you know what? Skipped it. How about wow. that? Skip to that wow. so. Busy week. What? <laughs> I did not watch it. No. Week behind. But that's okay, though. I got my, my ROH show coming up tomorrow. Yeah, you so do. I mean, for me, I don't think there was like an overwhelming one, but I did enjoy Friday Gunther and Butch. Sure. He might be get, who might be becoming Pete Dunn again. But he might in get NXT his back. is the report. Sending him back to NXT to be Pete Dunn. Why? I don't know. <laughs> The early reports right now. Now he's the fan from the baseball. He's got his thumbs down. He has thumb down now. He's the the bearded man. His thumbs down. What I mean, so what's wrong with Pete Dunn being on the main roster? Like they don't want to confuse people. If he changes his name, you gotta go rebrand him to bring him back up. He's he's so much better than anybody on the NXT he's brand. So good. So like, I don't what's what's he gonna do? Wrestle circles around everybody on the roster? Like yeah. just make it obvious he's not there? Like Okay, I guess we got to send Johnny back down because somebody's got to be able to match him. Like, what are we? What the hell are we doing? Like, yep. This is why this. That's why that company is only based on six wrestlers, and everybody else is just filler. Yep. Um. I so Becky EO was pretty good on Monday Night Raw. Um. Again, didn't what didn't super stand out, but I thought it was a good solid match. It was probably the best thing I saw in Raw. Um. And Jeff Cobb, like. The big man delivered yesterday. I, he he hasn't gotten a big opportunity. We joke about how he's. I mean, he was one of our first interviews here on GKW, and yeah. we joke about questions because go if you go back and listen to it, if you download <laughs> GKW, um, I'm ready to let him go. Jay Hood made a joke about having more questions, and Jeff Cobb was like, "Yeah, I got time." <laughs> so like Jeff Cobb was ready to hang out with us. So we love Jeff Cobb forever on this program. Yep. <laughs> uh, he is our guy. We stand for him. But he had a great match with Kenny. Um, he really held his own. Obviously, he wasn't going to win, but he held his own. And I yep. was I, I was very entertained by that match last night. I guess if there was going to be one, I guess it would be that match. I mean, it's Kenny Omega. Different yeah. music, by the way. He went back to his old school music. It was out there by himself um, against Jeff Cobb, but nothing really resonated with me. Where it's like, wow, that's an amazing sure. match. SmackDown's fine, Raw's fine. Mm-hmm. At these go home well, shows in Los Angeles, it was fine. I mean, Raw was fine, but there were a lot of like promos and pre-tape segments. Which, by the way, like, and, and I saw somebody on Twitter complaining about, man, back in the day, uh, because the, the Stone Cold beer truck and giving him the beer bath was a Raw before Mania. Like yeah. it was a big angle. They're not doing that anymore. Like WrestleMania is just too big now. Like you cannot risk. Like I was surprised they, they let Cody go. Yeah. I was surprised they let Cody wrestle on the Monday before Mania. Because but what the annoying get- part is all those video packages they aired Monday, we're going to see again Saturday and Sunday. Sure. But like they're just being extra careful. And again, I'm surprised they let Cody go because if he suffers an injury, what the hell are you going to do with your main events a week out, right? So they're just yeah. being extra careful with all these guys and gals and not necessarily letting them go all that hard. So they're not going to be putting banger after banger out there. 
And also, by the way, our guy Jeff Cobb tonight, 11 o'clock Eastern, that Impact New Japan show, him versus Moose on that show. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Meaty men slapping meat. Uh-huh. Moose. God, <laughs> I actually, Moose Lesnar would be a better match, actually. Moose actually can go. He actually is yeah, so, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So can Jeff Cobb. We were just singing Jeff Cobb's praises. <laughs> yeah. I trust Jeff Cobb in that situation. Oh no, Jeff. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Jeff Cobb. I think that was my match of the week because everything else was just okay. Yeah. Not solid. bad. Yeah. So I, I just think first of all, it's just going to be a celebration for all of us wrestling fans because. Man, not just the main, but it's the independent workers. We're going to see wrestlers wrestling four or five times in this weekend to be able to make a payday, and I think that's awesome. Um, one other thing, one one quick note about um, Mark Briscoe. Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? Mark Briscoe it does not mind being in trios matches or singles. I think he's done with tag team wrestling. Wow, That's the okay. report where it's like, I don't have my brother, so why should I be in another tag team? So I respect it. I think that that's, that's something I read, and I think that's very likely for him. We'll see. Speaking of Mark, check him out on Hey EW with RJ City. Quite entertaining. Just throwing that one out there. <laughs> RJ City, what a goof. Yep. It's an absolute goof. Like, so you have him and Mark Briscoe. You know how those two men are, and then go with it. I saw him in the pre-show, the last pay-per-view for AEW. I'm like, what is this? The greatest pre-show ever. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. There you have it. Don't forget, tune in wherever you get us, whether you download us uh, f- through your favorite podcast app, whether you watch us live or watch us back on um, at ESPN 1000, ESPN Cleveland, Los Angeles, Madison, Milwaukee, New York, or LA, uh, West Palm. Um, damn. ESPN BD. We are doing live shows after WrestleMania, both on Saturday and Sunday. So you can, you're going to be, you're going to be up. You're going to be jacked up. You're going to be excited. You're going to want to hear more about what you just saw, and we're going to be talking about it Saturday and Sunday right here on GKW. Enjoy WrestleMania week, everybody. It's going to be a fun one.